This is Bert Bollinger, editor of Hardwood Floors Magazine. The episode of the NWFA Real Answers podcast that you're listening to today is brought to you by the NWFA Emerging Leaders Council. Today we have Michael Martin and Chris Izza on the phone, and we are going to talk to them about what's going on in the world today. Well, thank you, Bert. Today is Friday, April 24th, and I want to go ahead and say what, what the date is today because um, as we go into the weekend, the bill from for additional funding through the uh, CARES Act is on the president's desk and should be put into effect. People are thinking that perhaps by Sunday there will be money available again uh, to go ahead and fill out some of the loans that are already in process and then hopefully some new some new money for some new folks um, for the payroll protection plan plan and the and the loans that are available. Um, so that said, I want to I want to kind of wrap up the week too by just talking a little bit about our Thought Leader Thursdays. Uh, conference call series. We did those again yesterday. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, on Thursdays since the coronavirus hit, every Thursday we've done four phone calls, one with our contractors, one with our distributors, one with our retailers, and one with our manufacturers. And then we share that information back out with the group that's on the call so they can kind of see what's happening up and down the supply chain. And some weeks people are in lockstep about what's happening, and some some weeks they're not. So it's really kind of interesting to see from the different aspects of the supply chain um, who's being impacted and how and what might be coming down the pipe for the rest of the folks or coming back up the pipe for that from that matter. So I'll just wrap up the week by saying our contractors uh, really, I think overall, Chris, Chris is with me again. Chris, you were on that call as well, and it felt to me like uh, – for the most part, people were a little bit more optimistic that there were there were more calls and that there'd been a pickup in business since the week prior. Uh, yes, for sure. And so, from from a standpoint of business, people, you know, the phones were ringing more. Um, that's definitely happening for us. I know that it, it's it's all going to be region specific, though, because I know that Jason Carter. Um, was still saying Detroit is in a lockdown. And then I know through conversations with him today that their shutdown has been extended to May 15th. So he's hanging tight. Um, But, you know, he and I, this didn't come up on yesterday's call, but it came up on our call um, that I had with Jason today. And for all of us out there in the industry that are doing things right, and by that I mean you pay your bills, You pay your employees correctly. You have insurance. You have, you know, your 941 payroll tax reports because you charge X amount of dollars for your flooring company to provide a service. And then some fly-by-night guy cuts your price and steals your job. Well, that's not going to be happening. Um, Or I feel, and, and Jason and I had this conversation We think that's going to be happening less on the other side because those companies don't have the legitimate records that we all do to ask for that government PPP protection loan because they're not going to qualify because they don't have any records, any supporting documents. So for all of us out there doing it right, congratulations, because that's how we're going to look to the government to prove that we're a legit business. And that gave Jason and I a little bit of comfort today. the other thing on the call was definitely that many of the guys that are able to work are hearing about businesses um, that, you know, the homeowner is lightening up a little, I guess, is the way I would say it. Right. So I'm still not funded, by the way. But in preparing for this call, I just let my banker um, go into my voicemail. So I'm hoping when I hang up from this, I call him back and he says I'm funded. 
fuck? Well, I think you will see it coming. I mean, after yesterday's call, we had more people on, on the calls yesterday that had received funding. Um, I kept track, and I believe there were 11 more companies that had received funding this week across the uh, supply chain, so manufacturers, distributors, contractors, retailers combined. Um, and that's most of those fo- same folks have been waiting. So I think we are seeing some of the money being dispersed and more people within our own industry being able to pick up some funding. Now, I know during that process, you know, some a lot of people got frustrated and didn't finish. So now that there is more funding coming, if you if you 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 may want to revisit that decision and see if you can make it through the process. I know it's kind of daunting and the paperwork can be overwhelming in some situations, but you know, it's it's worth doing the work if you can get some of the money back. Absolutely, no question about it. So, and I would just um, say on the the rest of the call, you know, I think for the contractors, maybe I, they. Everybody really was talking about restaurants and salons, hair salons, churches, buildings that are closed as being a really uh, good source of a good source of work right now, maybe a little more so than the home builder. Our retailers talked about home builders that are coming in now are actually ready to ready to install, whereas the last few weeks if they had been in by appointment or they or they had sent material out to select material from, they were in the process of waiting a lot a lot longer or maybe going ahead and, and saying putting something on the books that for far farther away the result that came from that call was that people are ready for you to be back in their home at least on with the retailers we were talking with that if they come if they have if they've purchased if they've picked out what they want they're ready to install now instead of waiting up for the install piece so that i thought was good news too and again obviously that's not in every market um and that is the i think the overall arching theme of this is that the recovery is going to come by city town and municipality uh, and state before it become, becomes on, on a national level that this is going to – the recovery is going to come in pieces. Um, we were talking even, you know, upstate New York may be let loose sooner than New York City, for example, because the, the outer regions of the state are not nearly as affected as what New York City has been. Um, those types of conversations are happening in, ma- in major metro areas and in states that have people living in rural areas. So um, we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. But by and large, I think everybody feels like it's a mid-May opening with some municipalities and some other smaller geographic areas opening maybe a little bit before that. I would say on our distributor calls, you know, creating a safe work environment is really key. That came up again this week as far as being ready to have employees back, making employees feel comfortable. That also came up on the retailer call on stores that have been closed that, you know, they may start operating by appointment if they're if they're allowed to in some areas. and that their employees are really nervous about coming back to work. So they're doing all the safeguards that they need to. One one retailer talked about putting in a check-in and a check-out table at the front where no one handles the samples except for the employee. So as they come back in, then they're they're taken away and they're cleaned down and before they're put back into, into the inventory of the samples. And then if someone does come into the store by appointment, then they aren't they aren't really allowed to touch the product. They can look at it and then the employee handles it. So it's a lot of a lot of pieces like that, a protocol being put in place both in distribution and retail as people get ready to think about reopening and, and going back to some sort of new normal. Um, manufacturers really reported more of an uptick in, in orders this week based compared to last week, but at the same time, there was a really lengthy discussion on home building and you know that perhaps right now because of everything that's closed you know the builder traffic is down 90 percent when people are going in to look at spec homes and that kind of thing so there's really no one in the pipeline you know three months from now who's started a house so the the things that are happening now the projects that are out there when those are finished there's going to be a big lull 
um, and there may be a thud in, in new home building for, you know, three months or so before that pipeline gets back up to where wood flooring is going into place. So even if home building comes back immediately, there's still going to be a pause and a wait for that business to come back. So that was an interesting conversation from the manufacturers. And um, I think that's a pretty good recap of kind of what happened. I don't want to, you know, go through all the notes and read off everything to you guys, but I thought those were kind of the major takeaways from this week. Um, what else is happening in your neck of the woods, Chris? Yeah, well, before I jump on to my neck of the woods, let me just make a comment on what you just said about the builder and uh, and the demand and, and that lull that's coming. So if you're a wood floor guy um, and, and like me, who does rely on some of those builders, I think it's in, important that we keep our eyes open watching for that low. You can talk to your builder if he sees a gap in his schedule coming. If, you're, if you've got a builder who's doing, you know, whatever, 20 houses, 30 houses, depends on what, where you are, you know, in, in, in the world. I know in Vegas there's a lot of land, but out here in Boston, you know, a 20-lot subdivision is a big subdivision. So if, if they see a dip coming in their business, it's okay for them to tell you that, and it's okay for you to ask. And then you can try to plan how to advertise into that moment. You can offer a sale on sand and finish work or even a sale on, you know, small installs for remodel. You can do a dining room option where we're going to let you, if you want to do your dining room over and, you know, you've got carpet now, although most car, most dining rooms are wood. The point being, you can market into a slowdown by running a sale where people are going to trigger the purchase because you know you're going to be slow. So you'd rather work at a discount or offer a discount to help you skip over that moment when that builder has the low. So I hope that's a helpful tip for you. The other thing that we've been working on all week, and I talked about it on the call yesterday, is our, our COVID-19 response for the other side. And Cheryl and, I, Cheryl and I um, have worked on a list of things that we put together, not just daily items for ourselves, but things that we feel we'll be doing on a regular basis once we get the store reopened, once the governor gives that order. And, you know, the list looks something like this. Wipe down the interior of the trucks. That's an everyday item. Uh, wiping down the, the machines. That's an everyday item. Taking our workers' temperature. Never used to do it, but we do it every day now. Um, we're going to put the sanitized dispensers in the trucks. And we're also going to get sanitized um, dispensers, freestanding ones on a stand, and put those in the showroom. So when people are there and we're walking around, I feel it's going to add to a comfort level in the showroom. We're obviously going to have to wear masks, and that's why we went ahead and ordered the custom masks, which are going to be wearable and washable um, with a slit in the side so we can slide filters in. And I talked to Cheryl today about um, wash and wear gloves because, yeah, we can get the plastic gloves um, that we use when we're staining and just discard those on a regular basis. But it only just now we're talking about adding to the waste factor of debris out there. So we're going to look into, we haven't found them yet, but we're going to look into wearable gloves that we might be able to clean or sanitize on a regular basis. Then, of course, you've got your social distancing as part of the rule. And then as we get into selling into this new normal, 
We've got virtual appointments. We've got a sample pro- sample drop-off program now that we're using it. Um, we got two jobs this week from projects where people were social distancing. We dropped off the sample to them, and they bought the next day. So I'm kind of happy about that. And then um, the last is going to be our postings on social media and our website for COVID updates on how we're being proactive with the new normal. So basically, you know, that's our list and we feel pretty good about it. And, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about having the new normal because it gives me an opportunity to show my customers that I'm the professional in the group and hire us because you're going to be happy with our work. Now, after right. that, I would say this sound is, if you're not familiar, that's an ice maker and it's Friday night and I'm going to make a cocktail and wrap this thing up out here. Keep it real. And we'll talk to you next week and we'll see you at Expo starting on Wednesday. Thank you. Uh, All right. Thanks, Chris. You have a great weekend. Enjoy your happy hour and uh, I'll join you shortly. Now back to Bert. Michael, Chris, thanks for your time today. If you have any topics that you want us to cover right now, please let us know. I've put my contact information in the podcast description, and we look forward to your input. And as always, stay safe, and we'll talk again soon.